Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and those of you who are gathering with us online or in audio. Uh, so glad you could join us today. Really excited to have Dave back. Uh, if you've noticed, I have replaced Ray Altman with David Phelps. Uh, yay, David's yay. back! Yay! Uh, so glad to have you back. Um, so this week's topic, we're, uh, we're going through Philip and the Ethiopian guy. And all of our listeners just filled in the, we, the blank, the been, silence there. We've been, we've been joking about this. It's like, you know, we were joking earlier today about like, when you've got to do, there's some Bible stories, right? There's some parts of scripture where you're like, how do I talk to children about this? How do I talk to the littles and like, what questions are they going to have? And, you know, sure enough, like my son's going to be like, Hey dad, what's that about? I'd be like, I don't know. Ask your mother. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so Philip, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, um, uh, there's so much about this, this part of scripture that I just love. Um, I love the interaction between Philip. I love the eunuch and his faith and his, just wanting of answers, but just also his attitude to a complete stranger on the road, which mm-hmm. I just think is just this wonderful thing. So mm-hmm. we're in the middle of neighboring. So Ray came last week uh, to talk to us. We started our our um, the good neighboring experiment, and then Dave, you preached this wonderful message yesterday. So without further ado, yay, Jesus is here too. Um, why don't you kind of walk us through a little bit of your sermon, and we'll go from there. Okay. So, uh, really, we're talking about joy mm. uh, as one of the key one of the key ingredients of uh, being a good neighbor and the good neighboring experiment. Uh, and that joy, we're defining it not, you know, not as the emotion, you know, not as happiness, that kind of joy, but really something deeper and bigger than that emotion. Um, the way that we're defining joy is we're we're saying that a, when a person is uh, has discovered who God created them to be and is living into that, that that uh, result is that we become a person of joy. Mm. So we're made in a specific way, we're put in a specific place, or we put ourselves in a specific place, or God puts us in a specific place that fits who we are. Mm. That then uh, we can find that joy. Maybe, maybe a better word is fulfilled, you know, mm-hmm. we we feel fulfilled because we're living out the purposes and the the uh, that we were created to 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 uh, to uh, live out. Uh, but that joy is is when you find where you fit. Yeah. And the the kind of the story I told in the message yesterday was about me back in my twenties trying to figure out you know just out of school or just out of high school moving into college you know, trying to find a a major or career choice that's maybe not so much about who I am, but how much money I can make. Um, you know, I, I end up, I, uh, drop out of school. I get into a, a restaurant management job where I was making lots of money, but I was working so much. I couldn't really be the person that I really wanted to be right out of that. I certainly couldn't have any kind of relationship, you know, starting to at the age I was looking forward to, uh, you know, getting married and starting that kind of that kind of life, um, and really the position I'd put myself in kept me from being from living that life out. And mm-hmm. so, 
in in that discovery, you know, realizing that really what I wanted wasn't, you know, the money or the prestige or the power or position or any of those kind of things. But, you know, that helped me align myself and to understand, you know, how I've been made and what would bring me joy, how I would end up being fulfilled or finding mm. a fulfilling life. And I think that, uh, I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I bet a lot of folks have kind of been kind of in that similar path, especially, you know, early twenties, trying to, trying to figure out what life is, um, you know, because we all go through that. Uh, but really what we're trying to discover there, uh, whether we name it or not, I think is, is how God made us mm-hmm. and what kind of place will we fit in and, and be our authentic selves. Um, and authenticity, I think is the key word there to mm-hmm. finding the joy, um, that results from that. Yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. Uh, I also like the word purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that? That's like one of the number one questions people ask. They're like, "What is my purpose? Why mm-hmm. am I here? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do?" Yeah. And I and I think too. What's uh, so uh, something I want to touch on too. And and Dave, thanks for that. Is um, this is a journey, right? So so there's moments in your journey where you learn things about yourself or things you care about or you're passionate about or you're discerning and working mm-hmm. through the things we're talking mm-hmm. about. And you might have clarity or the beginning part of that, or you might get additional clarity later mm-hmm. or then like one day, and I'm really just talking about myself here, where like you get hit by a train and it's like, oh, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> and so uh, because I think this is so important, and again, like why I loved you use the Ethiopian eunuch and, and Philip it's like these are also two completely different cultures and people groups and upbringings and life experiences that kind of come clashing in the middle and like they're unified in what we're literally the concepts mm-hmm. we're talking about. It's really cool. Um, but be patient with yourself as you're navigating this. Like I, I want to make sure people don't think that you can't miss this. Like you can, you can misunderstand it and there's consequences. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying like, oh, it's fine and it's free and like, whatever, jail's great. No, uh, but, um, this isn't, the concepts we're talking about are not meant to induce or encourage fear or FOMO, like the fear of missing out. Like, um, understand that like, as you process this, this isn't about scarcity. You're being scared of like, you'll miss it or like this or that. And like, it, it it's more of like, being self-aware enough to understand that the journey you're on, God is going to continue to reveal these things to you. You're going to learn more about this, and it's a process you're going through over time. Um, I was in a lot of circles early in my spiritual journey where like, the way these concepts were provided to me or they were taught to me was very much from the place of like, this is it, get in line, and if you miss it, then like you're doomed forever. It sounds really awful, and I'm... I'm being a little bit harsh there, but I don't know about everybody else. But for me, when when we're talking about these concepts, there is this part of me that gets kind of like, oh no, did I miss it? Am I misunderstanding? Did I do it wrong? Am I getting it wrong? And God's like, whoa, <laughs> chill. <laughs> and I have a hard time doing that. Um, but just, just for what it's worth as we're framing this conversation, um, if these things are encouraging to you, or maybe they're concepts you might not have heard before, understand that like God loves you where you are. And again, we're going to talk about the Ethiopian eunuch, which is super cool. Um, but I, I, this will kind of play out in our conversation. So uh, I don't know why I just care about that a lot. Like, I don't want people to think, you know, 
Oh no. Uh, no. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah, the, the idea that, you know, there's this giant roadmap to happiness <laughs> that's being hidden from you and that you have to guess your way through it. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and really paints a picture of God. That's, that's not, not accurate uh, at all. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the picture that God is withholding joy and purpose mm-hmm. from you mm-hmm. until you behave mm-hmm. is like a, you know, that sounds like a really bad Vegas slot machine, right? Like, oh, th- ah, you know, jackpot. And no, no, God's like, here, like, yeah. let's do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Ethiopian eunuch, why don't you tell us a little bit about the context of this individual and where they come from, who they are, and right. what answers they're looking for? So, yeah. So if you're looking for this in Scripture, it's in Acts chapter 8, uh, and it is the story of Philip, one of the disciples, who is... Um, um, finds who is uh, uh, directed uh, to the Ethiopian eunuch who is coming from Jerusalem. He's on the wilderness road, uh, and he's uh, in his chariot there, um, and he's reading, uh, reading Isaiah, um, to be to be specific. But the I think before we kind of get into the story, the backstory or the context of what a who, who this eunuch was uh, is is fascinating. Uh, eunuchs at the time were, um, most of them were sold into service by their parents when they were children, uh, which is a, a pretty sad commentary. Uh, but the families who are so desperate, they sell their children to be become eunuchs. Eunuchs were valued by wealthy people because the, the reasoning was, well, they, they can't have kids. They're, they're not going to have family. They're not going to have any kind of competing uh, relationships that they become good because of all of that, they become good stewards of of uh, of money and property and all of those kind of things, and so wealthy people would hire uh, eunuchs to be their money managers or treasure managers or whatever mm-hmm. you, however you want to say that. Uh, and so the the Ethiopian eunuch, I don't think this was too uncommon, but rose to a place of pretty significant power and position. Uh, the Ethiopian eunuch in the story was the, uh, uh, we'll say, money manager for the queen of Ethiopia. Big time. big So big time position, big time role. Uh, had to be wealthy uh, because he's in a, he's in a chariot. Uh, he's in Jerusalem. How far is that from Ethiopia? I don't know, but <laughs> a, long, a long way. Um, and through the story, we know that the eunuch has found his way to Jerusalem uh, because he's on a spiritual quest of some sort. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find God, trying to uh, um, get answers to these questions. Uh, we believe that he he was well he was wealthy because he was able to to have a chariot and uh, reading and reading, and <laughs> he's made this huge journey, which would have been very expensive. And dangerous. Uh, and dangerous, all of the above. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, through the context, we know, th- you know, those things about him. He's on a mm-hmm. spiritual journey. He's well off in a well position, mm-hmm. uh, entrusted by the highest levels of, of you know, whoever the queen of Ethiopia was uh, at yeah. the time. So I want to I wanna bring attention to two things. Thank you so much for that, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is, and there's no, by the way, th- this first part, there's no answers. This is just my brain. Uh, is that means the message has already gotten to Ethiopia, which is cool to me. 
Like that's a substantial distance mm-hmm. from where Jesus dies and resurrects. Like it's not Ethiopia and Jerusalem are I I had looked this up yesterday and I totally forgot. It's like a it's like a thousand miles, I think. Huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And so for the story of this to go to there to then motivate one of the highest ranking officials and most powerful people in that country to go, you know what? I think I should do, I should get a chariot and go this way. Like I I'm fascinated by that. Number one, I think that's super cool. And then, um, so, uh, great context, Dave, thanks for coloring those lines for us. So we get an idea of who the eunuch is, uh, where Philip is kind of setting up before they start to interact. Mm-hmm. And then two though, is we know that the eunuch is on the wilderness road back out. He's leaving Jerusalem. He's leaving. You want to tell everybody why he's leaving? <laughs> well, what the story doesn't say, but everybody would have known mm-hmm. uh, who are reading this as the first readers of it, is that they don't allow certain people into the temple. They don't... <laughs> They can't see. I got to explain it. So I had an accident where I lost part of my finger last year. Continue, Dave. (laughs) So specifically, they don't let foreigners into the temple, and they don't let people into the temple who are unwhole. (laughs) Pinky. So, so, uh, you know, if you were a farmer in in the first century and you had the tip of your little finger taken off... <laughs> you could not you could not enter the temple because you were not whole. And so the eunuch would not have been able to enter the temple. Ask your parents what that yeah. means. We're not going to tell you. So the eunuch has made this journey. He's on a spiritual pilgrimage, a spiritual journey that leads him to the front door of the temple, and then he's not able to go in. Um I you know, put yourself there for a minute. Uh, being led to the temple and then having the doors, you know, shut in your face. Um, and then, you know, Philip finds him as he's leaving town from that experience. Um, anyway, so that's, that's the part of the story, the part of the context that's going on here that's, that remains unspoken in the text. Again, the, the first hearers of uh, the first readers of this scripture would have known that, um, uh, implicitly. Uh, so we find um, uh, him leaving uh, the, the city, leaving the temple, uh, still kind of filled with the spiritual questioning, spiritual journey. Uh, he's reading from Isaiah. He's reading from the 53rd chapter of Isaiah uh, when Philip kind of pops up and, and <laughs> almost literally. I, I wonder, <laughs> like, there's just part of me that's like, you know, and, and, uh, so we talked about the journey. We talked about what the eunuch has been through. Now, I'm going to derail us for just a second. Uh, my my fellow believers, religious people, uh, people who, who are practicing the faith, right? Um, this individual has been shunned by the institution, mm-hmm. by the by the community. Whatever, whatever mechanism, vocabulary, what word we want to use— the, the structure that exists, and not just the physical structure, I mean the, the religious structure that currently exists in that culture, in that time period, has told this person who has traveled great distance on a conviction seeking truth and answers that they are not allowed to have them. 
That's not okay, number one. Number two, I love, because we're talking about authenticity and joy, that as we see, and Dave will continue here in a second, is as we see the eunuch and Philip interact, um, the eunuch seems to be this hospitable, kind, warm person. And so I love that the failure of people um, did not deter him or change him as a person, at least in this interaction. Um, I love this. Mm -hmm. I like... I wish I want to talk to the eunuch. Like, I just want to like get to know and be like, bro, what was it like? Like, like high five, you know, uh, because, because it's just, that's the vibe. Like, at least for me, as I read this, I, like, that's what I get from this is mm -hmm. like the eunuch's like, Hey, like, who are you? Like, tell me your story. Right. Like just seems to be this warm, welcoming individual. And so I think that that's probably a core part of who this person was. Mm -hmm. um, and the world had not, cheapened that or taken that from him, he still was going to be himself, Yeah, which is cool. Continue. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the scripture talks about how Philip is running beside the chariot <laughs> out on the wilderness road. This, I totally this, forgot. This, That's so weird. <laughs> out on the wilderness road, and Philip's <laughs> trotting beside this chariot as they're going along. Uh, the, the eunuch is reading, <laughs> reading Isaiah 53. Uh, if you have any power, please make a movie about this. I really want to see a movie about this. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so anyway, so the Philip gets into the chariot, uh, the eunuch is reading, uh, uh, Isaiah 53. That's talking about, um, Jesus as the suffering servant, the, who had been denied justice and humiliation. Um, uh, uh, and the, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, which which seemingly fits really well what the eunuch has been through, right? Uh, and the eunuch asked Philip, uh, "So tell me, the prophet Isaiah is 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 he talking about himself in this, or is he talking about someone else?" And then Philip says, "Well, let me tell you about um, Jesus, uh, because that's who this is. This passage is referring to. Uh, and if you've not ever kind of studied the." Uh, Isaiah's idea, they call it the, uh, it's called the suffering servant. Jesus refers to himself as the suffering servant mm -hmm. from Isaiah. So there's a lot of rich kind of texture there. Um, but so he's reading this. Uh, and so Philip uses the opportunity, listens to what the eunuch is saying, kind of, I would say knows kind of the, the journey that he's been on. Um, and then Jesus, and then, uh, uh, Philip, you know, starts to to answer his questions and fill in the gaps and leads him mm. uh, and by telling him the story of Jesus. Um, but another kind of interesting fact about this is that you know he's reading Isaiah 53 and Isaiah 56, which surely he he was he had was familiar with, specifically says, talks about eunuchs um, and talks about foreigners. And Isaiah says that, uh, both eunuchs and 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 foreigners, if they know and love God, you know, there's more. The the I'm not a direct quote, sure, but the language sure. says, if they know and love God, they will be part of God's kingdom. And they have status. And they have status as children of God. As yes. children of God. And this is in Isaiah. This is before <laughs> New Testament. Uh, yes, and, super cool. And so you know, the eunuch who's just been rejected at the temple 
because specifically he's he's a eunuch and a foreigner, uh, finds here in Isaiah this text that speaks directly about him and his circumstance. And there's this there's this really interesting part of this interaction too for me. I'm like, does Philip know he's a eunuch? At this point, like, I mean, like, I, I, not to be super weird, but like, I wonder how, like, do you just go like, hey, are you a eunuch? Like, I mean, like, I, I <laughs> like. Oh, it's his identity. It would be, he would, it would be, have been, he would have been uh, introduced as, as, uh, as the yeah, eunuch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I love that. So back to, back to the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, first and foremost, that's weird. Phil's like running alongside it. Like, that's weird. I'd be like, yo, blow by this guy. Like, let's go. We've got places to be. I mean, I can tell you, like, if I had been through what he'd been through, ugh, and I had made this journey at great personal risk and great personal cost, and I had been rejected and shunned and not treated well, I wouldn't be like welcoming to strength. I'd be, I'd be peeved. I'd be upset. I'd be like, forget this place. Let's go. I wouldn't take time to like this weirdo who's running next to me would be like, Hey, come sit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that imagery. Yeah, yeah. I, I, cause again, like we know how the story goes, you know, cause we're, we're reading it, but this is dangerous. There's like, you don't, you don't like, you're not like on the road and especially people who are running next to you. Like, you don't be like, Hey, you know what? Like, why don't you come in here? She could kill me and take my stuff. Right. Like, so, so that is just a, all of that stuff, the journey he's been on being rejected there probably like, I would be so upset, uh, cause I'd want these answers and then to still turn around and be warm and welcoming and willing to have a conversation and ask questions and try to learn um, and be hospitable is just says so much about the Ethiopian eunuch, like as their character, his character as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that Philip, uh, you know, I struggle with this, uh, listens. Like, you know, we get, we get the snippet of the conversation they're happening. I'm assuming this isn't like a, 30 second, you know, it's probably longer than that. They're probably sharing hearts and, and fellowshipping and, and having, you know, communion, maybe not in the way that we talk about it, but like they're communing with one another and, uh, and Philip's listening and telling him like, no, 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 the way you were treated was false. It was not, mm-hmm. that's not what mm-hmm. God wanted. And then let me also inform you of this other part that says like, no, 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 you're now, you're a part of the family and you're equal here. Mm-hmm. And this, the eunuch understands power dynamics because he's in a high position in a court with a queen. So like, mm-hmm. this is also language that Philip is using um, to, to resonate with this person in their life experience, understanding, and is, and is essentially just saying like, no, 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 this is for you too. Mm-hmm. You have just as much claim to this as anyone else does. And you were just as important. You matter just as much. And so this goes back to like what we're talking about with, you know, your purpose or uh, being authentic and that joy that's there is what what a word of life and of love to share with an individual who like wanted an answer so badly. And the answer he gets is not, this is what you have to do. Jump through these hoops. It's, oh no, just receive. Mm-hmm. Um 
Which leads us to the next part of what happens. <laughs> what happens next, Dave? Oh, well, so the scripture uh, in Acts tells us that uh, upon hearing, you know, Philip talk, um, the the eunuch says, you know, well, what's to keep me from being baptized? <laughs> I've never been baptized. <laughs> Not truly real. Let's go. So, <laughs> so so he's he's been on this spiritual quest. Uh, he's been to the temple and is now leaving the temple. Uh, still on the spiritual quest, and hears that he is acceptable to God, and that he is one of God's children, so. regardless of what you know of what he's heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Philip is bringing him this, and it just leads him to the point of, "Well, I want to be baptized. Let's do it right here, right now." And so f- they find whatever kind of body of water <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> You imagine they're like on this road and the horses go and they're just hanging out and chatting. And then it's like, oh, water. <laughs> Complete with those sound effects. I'm yeah, exactly. Because sure. <laughs> that's what horses sounded like. I love it. So, uh, so Philip baptizes him right there. Philip's kind of breaking the rules here, too. Yes. Um, so baptizes him right there. And uh, then the scripture says, and Philip is gone. <laughs> just he it talks like he just kind of disappears. <laughs> DeLorean shows up and yeah. and and Michael J. Scott and the, the mad scientist dude get out and be like, hey, Philip, get in the car. We're going this way. So, yeah, the scripture says, you know, Philip is, is disappears and then pops up in this other place and begin continues to, to minister, which is kind of kind of bizarre. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, but then it says, you know, after Philip leaves, the eunuch continues mm-hmm. to, you know, leaves rejoicing. So, I mean, to kind of pull this into our our message, the the eunuch has found joy. He's found an authentic life uh, in in Christ. He's found that he fits, um, and found finds out how he fits into this into this world. Right. Uh, and his response is that authentic joy. Um, that he's able so to cool. leave rejoicing. So cool. So cool. And and there's a couple of things I want to point out. So one is um, the Ethiopian eunuch does not strike me as an unjoyous, unkind, unhappy person. Strikes me as a warm, bright, like just... So it's not like when he turns around and rejoices that he's like a completely different person than he was before he heard the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but understanding intention and purpose might have been there might have been some more clarity. But something that like I don't think I've ever considered, probably should have considered before <laughs> you were say, sharing it, but like thinking about a eunuch <laughs> and p- potentially what could have been his story, right? Is he's not able to be accepted by the people who birthed him. He s- might have been sold, and then things were done to him to make him acceptable and useful. And so his life is essentially attributed to things about his person are not acceptable. And and by those things being changed or those circumstances happening have now made him acceptable to the point where here's the story or an account or I don't know, right? Filling in blanks here. Is so motivated by this yearning for an answer, leaves, Goes, great personal risk, money, we've done this part. Gets there, gets rejected because he's lacking. Because of his personhood, he's not useful, he's not wanted, whatever. 
And then this weirdo is running next to him that apparently has teleportation powers and, and is running next to him and is there telling him that, no, 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 you exactly are wanted. You exactly have value. You exactly, as you are, have been loved and are welcome in the family and have and have all of the inheritance. And, and, and I'm like, wow. That's such a cool, like, like, what a great answer. I'd be rejoicing too. Like, like, oh man, this is just terrible. Whatever. I let the weirdo in. Like, right. But like, and then, and then it's just like, Philip is just like, no, 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 no. You are wanted. You are loved. You have value because you are you. Authentically you. You as you are are wanted and loved. And I, I love that imagery. Um, and then he's like, what's preventing me from getting back? Yeah, and the sound effects, it's great. And, you know, Wah! but uh, I've, I don't think I've ever thought about that context in that order before of like, wow, your entire life, you are not acceptable. It's pretty cool. And by discovering kind of the authentic purpose um, can, can find that joy of being complete. Yeah. Yeah. To the point when people mm. disappear in front of you, you're not even paying attention. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. That's, it's neat. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I think. And so to tie it into, um, you know, good neighboring, Right. And, and being our authentic selves and being loved and valued for who we are and living that out accordingly. Right. Um, well, and, and in the neighboring context, this isn't just about us. It's helping others find this, find this joy 100%. as as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing that, uh, uh, you know, this idea of joy exists and this idea of, of authentically being the person God created you to be is a journey that we're on personally and because we're on that journey, we know that others can experience that joy as well. And helping them in that journey, I mean, as being a good neighbor. Yeah. It's well, got to be part of it. And Philip, like, was moved by the Spirit. That's what the Scripture mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. So Philip was was looking for an opportunity to go love a neighbor. I mean, that's that's Philip was like, all right, let's run next to a chariot. Uh, I keep talking about the risk with the eunuch. I'm like... That's also Philip's like, please don't kill me. He's, he's on the wilderness <laughs> road, right? <laughs> They're out in the yeah. desert. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, but but I, I think too, like you're saying, um, I can think of times in my life, you know, I've never been a eunuch, but <laughs> where I was rejected by people, I didn't think it had a purpose or a place. Um, and I've always been this ridiculous person who laughs a lot, who's kind of jovial, who likes to like joke around, right? And I feel like I've always been a pretty warm, welcoming, kind person, right? But there were times in my life, especially in the spiritual context, where I had questions and I was shunned because of who I was. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, this, this stinks. And there's people on my journey or on my pilgrimage that were like Philip who came in and like listened to me mm-hmm. and were kind to me mm-hmm. and then provided answers that were like really awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And so when we talk about this neighboring thing we're talking about, right, um, I'm hoping that you, um, me, we've all been on journeys where we've been aware of people who neighbored us well, right, who were, who were not kicking us off the stoop of the institutional thing or mm-hmm. the, the thing, mm-hmm. right, um, or the temple, if you will, and we're like running alongside the cherry gun. No, 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 no. I'm not letting you go until you understand that God, or until we have a conversation where like I can tell you how much God loves you and how mm-hmm. much you matter to God. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, um, I can think of times where I think in my own life I've been like running alongside a chariot going, no, 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 no. I know they like were rejecting you and we're not going to like whatever, but like we're going to talk about like how much you matter because you're you. Mm-hmm. And so my nudge of encouragement is wherever you're at in the story, whatever characters you're kind of vibing with, wherever um, these things are resonating with you, whatever part of the journey you're on or the exploration you're on, um, uh, you know, there's relatability here. And I would say when we're talking about neighboring, like we all have a need for one another. So the faith we're talking about living is not, it's not pointed inward right? Like, um, I needed people to come alongside and go, Hey, like, maybe I should let this guy in the chariot. And (laughs) and then, and then they like encouraged me and loved Mm -hmm. me. And then vice versa, that example was set for me and, and purpose and intent. Right. And then I got to be that for other people. And so it's, I love this. I love this message you preached yesterday, man. It's really cool. Yeah, I, th- I think it bears uh, uh, repeating some of the main points here uh, in that, you know, this this good neighboring, it involved listening. It it involved... <laughs> it involved a connection to allow that listening to happen and then to hear not just the words that were being spoken and answering the questions, you know, that the eunuch had, but then really listening to the to what's going on in that life um, and in that situation. And then being able to speak, you know, words of hope Mm -hmm. to someone who has been rejected or, or, or or felt to feel inadequate in some way um, to show God's, I mean, I see grace working through Mm. all of that connection. Um, And, you know, you know, I've, I've met people who have the answer before I ask the question, and so I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I want you to hear that. I'm. Uh, that in that listening, you're. You're. You're not just waiting for your your time to to speak. <laughs> but you're connected. Stop staring at me when you say that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but you connect with that that person, mm-hmm. uh, and and have an honest uh, an honest ear, mm-hmm. um, and be able to shut off your internal monologue, um, and to really hear what's what's being s- said to you. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in that in that life, and that's where this this idea of uh, being authentic and being able to talk about being authentic and and the joy uh, can come into this this being. And sometimes you're 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 not going to get to the uh, to have that opportunity. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you know, the, the chariot's not going to stop, and you're just left kind of <laughs> saying, "What now?" <laughs> right. Uh, but but those occasions where that can happen. I I hope we, you know, we can jump at that. Mm. Mm. My my closing thought will be this, and uh, is uh, th- there's no there's no 
like this isn't set in X in this account, but I'm thinking about the uh, all the context that's kind of being filled in here too is I think sometimes neighboring might produce a little bit of anxiety in us too. No doubt. Where there's like a little bit of risk mm-hmm. or like it's like, oh no, what 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 about this? Because I I talked so much about the warmth and potential like warmth and joy and love of this eunuch and like how he conducted himself as a person. And Philip was like moved by the spirit to go run alongside a chariot. And um, that's not like uh, we're talking about how wonderful and how great it went, but like that initial interaction is weird and <laughs> very stressful. Uh, now, whether they were feeling that, I don't know. I wasn't there and I'm not trying to assume that, but I think too, like as we're trying to listen and act upon convictions that God has for us, um, or we're encountering people who have really serious questions or who have been hurt and stuff, there's going to be some stress and some anxiety mm-hmm. there. That's part of it. Well, and part of the story that might help with that is that the Spirit is active on both sides. Mm, 100%. So the Spirit has driven the eunuch into this quest and had directed him to this place. The Spirit has directed Philip to be there. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing happens with us. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, our neighbors are on this quest. Uh, we are being led by God or vice versa, right? Um, you know, in, in our lives and, and God brings us together to help us to find the joy that God intends for each of us. Yeah. And I, and I, I'll finish, I'll finish here with, um, the anxiety and the butterflies and the stress are not meant to be deterrents. They shouldn't be the final thing to like keep us from, from doing that because, you know, when we're talking about fulfillment and joy, man, for both of them, mm-hmm. like how, like where that their interaction or their connection stops, they're both like ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'd be, I think I'd be willing to get through a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of stress to, for, for God to be at work and for God to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. And, um, I love it. I love it. Um, it's super cool. So, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we will see you next time. Amen.